0: On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a win against the Boston Celtics. Another comeback win, a clutch win, and Luka Doncic comes through once again. We'll talk about how important his run is and how incredibly important Dorian Finney Smith is to this team. Plus, why did the Mavs go down in the first place? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Podcast. Take me Mavericks or-
1: I don't believe you shouldn't be here.
0: You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms after every post game, everywhere on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is below. brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts, where the game started today. Let's go! was not a good place. But joining me as always, my co-host, writer and contributor at mavs.com, the Boston Beef, the one more thinking what you got from me, Isaac Harris. Some people said let the music this, ride a little bit longer today.
1: That this season that was, was defined earlier in the year. <laughs> Who would have but, said that? Who said that? But I think this stretch of games this week, could, I said this on the uh, part of the weekend, that I think this stretch of games could show us what the ceiling of the Mavs could be come playoff time that you're going against a really good Boston team, the hottest team in the league on a Sunday afternoon. You have Brooklyn coming up on, on Wednesday, Philly on Friday. But what they did today in in Boston, Boston was one of the more impressive things they've done all year.
0: It was. It was incredibly impressive. And we've talked recently about how impressive some of these comeback wins have been. The Mavs coming back from 21 points down, 19 points down without Luka against the Kings the other, the other day. And now this one, down 13 points, which doesn't sound like a lot, right? Just down 13. But in this game where you're scoring, I mean, the maps scored 19 points in two of these quarters. Uh, that's a ton of points being down 13 against this Boston team that plays really, really good defense. And credit that Boston team for playing the defense the way that they did. They forced the maps to do a lot of things they don't want to do. And they played incredibly good defense. But it was that third quarter where the maps just came out and... And especially just like, especially just the last like nine minutes of the third quarter, they just completely looked like the team that took control, like took the took the game by the throat and just like shook it over and over again until whatever was in its pockets just fell out, and then they took control of that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, full transparency, I wasn't fully really confident heading into this game because. I've seen a a few of the latest Boston games and man, they're playing really good basketball. Shocking here. Jason Tatum has been playing uh, really well. Um, Who knows, you know, who knew that two weeks of good basketball could get you in the MVP combo, but But Boston's been playing so good and they they play so good defense and they switch and they can kind of, you know, play against a small ball type and kind of counter you in the way and play just, you know, however, however defense you want to play, they can match that and play probably better than most teams in a league. So I wasn't as confident. And then the game starts and we get this. I I joked about AFC North. We get this like defensive, you know, matchup. It's like a 0-0 soccer game going into like the 85th minute. (laughs) And it was just like, I love those type of games because I just love when two teams are playing so hard and it's so hard to score, especially in today's games, where it feels like there's open shots for days and all of that. And I just love the the coaching match of like trying to find like seeing tweaks and stuff here and there. But then the Luca Hammy thing happens and it actually looked like it was bothering, you know, Luca with Anthony Davis probably leads the league in the hey, I'm gonna <laughs> hold my you know, a body part and
0: yeah, <laughs> stay down on the ground a little bit longer than normal. But yeah, three minutes left in the first quarter, Luca starts holding his hamstring and there's a stoppage of play. He stays in the game, then eventually with 39 seconds in the quarter, he subs out and we're like, Oh man, is he even gonna come back? And then early in the second quarter, eighteen minutes or eight minutes left in the in that second quarter, he ends up coming back. He plays the rest of the game. He said afterwards it was just a cramp. Uh, that's the word he used. I'm not exactly 100% sure if he meant to say that word. He said, that's the word you use, right? Cramp. So I'm not sure 100% if that's what it was, but it it totally could have been. Uh, Jason Kidd said it was, you know, it's an earlier game, time change. He maybe didn't have all his parts in the right place. That's what Jason Kidd said after the game. I'm not, I'm not sure how <laughs> to I like a... to
1: touch the car oh, the and get it. <laughs> Come on, where's your soundboard? So I want to, you know, be able to touch the car. He's keeping it going. Oh, <laughs> so he's wanna, keeping it you know, going. Be able to touch the car.
0: Doncic, saucy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ca- cars. Is this the Mavs thing? Ferrari, doe. Ferrari, like, doe. Uh, what? Who, who wow. are the cars for each Mavs player? This wow. is a Jason Kidd thing. We are just we're putting the pieces together. <laughs> <He's gotta call. laughs> live right now.
0: But but so Luca was just he just didn't look right in the first half. Right, it just it didn't seem like he had. What the what he needed to be able to get this game going because the maps or the Celtics were doubling him and trapping him early. I think the first trap came with like eleven minutes, eleven minutes left in the first quarter. That's one minute into the game. They were literally trapping him, doubling him. They started that real early in the game. Now Luca and the Mavs have seen that look a hundred times this year from different, like probably every single game they've played this year. The, uh, the other team has trapped him in some way or tried to double him in some way. And the maps have had to figure out how to get the ball in the middle and then get to the ball, to the open guy and then swing it around and do all that kind of stuff. And it's
1: like, I was going to say, it's like, it was Boston's first time seeing that with Tatum tonight. It's like
0: all right. It did seem like that. We
1: we've, yeah. we've been seeing this for a while. It's like, hey, I remember my first beard, you know. It's like this is kind of like their their moment of that where Tatum's getting trapped. I don't know if it was like just a game plan thing for them or Tatum's just really uncomfortable him and Devin Booker are talking about how they hate double teams. But you know, <laughs> when when both teams combine 9 of 43 from 3 in the first half, you're like this is going to be one of those games. I mean, 38 points for the Mavs in the in the whole first half. I'm like, are they gonna get are they gonna get to 70 tonight? Like what what is what is happening in this game?
0: It was gonna be a real tribute to those those big three KG <laughs> Celtics teams that they weren't they weren't scoring 100. The Mavs
1: honored KG tonight by reminding him of O2. That's just
0: <laughs> let's go let's go. Um so in that first half Luca was was struggling. Dorian didn't really have, you know, the greatest first half. He had to guard Tatum and he had, you know, there's a lot that was re- responsible for him. Bullock didn't play in this game, so guarding wings is a little bit harder in this one for the Mavs. And uh Dorian was a minus 14 and Luca was a minus 10 in that first half. And then the big change going into the third quarter, the reason why the Mavs won this game was because Dorian and Luca stepped it up in that third quarter. In the third quarter, Luca had 11 points, a couple of assists. Dorian had 13 points. He hit three threes. He had that massive dunk. Mm. And they played, they played defense really, really well in that quarter. And the Celtics had a 13-point lead with nine minutes to go in the third quarter. And the Mavs ended that, that quarter up by three. They just went on a, a wild run and scored 38 points, which is as many as they did in the first half. There's that huge dunk by by Dorian to get the lead back. Dallas went on a 19-6 to 6 run, and it was in large part because of those two guys, first of all, finally hitting threes. And finally, the ball hit the paint. I don't know if in the yeah. first quarter the ball hit the paint at all, and as far as a drive or even just getting the ball there on a post-up or anything like that. The Celtics did a great job of denying the paint for them against the Mavs. In the third quarter, the Mavs broke through that.
1: Yeah, on my on my first quarter notes, I put need to drive more. I think, you know, that was the the biggest adjustment so I there. I, you know, be able to touch the car. <laughs> they got to drive more. <laughs> um, that was their biggest adjustment, right? Like in the in the third quarter, I went back and watched the third quarter after the game real quick, and it's like they got into the paint. It's they they fell into the it's the Mavs. <laughs> You're gonna laugh every time I say drive now.
0: I was just thinking about how the first half was like cars three and the third quarter was like (laughs) cars one. (laughs)
1: Um, So but, you know, with Boston's defensive scheme and them switching everything and having, you know, um, Time Lord out there and Horford out there. It was almost, it was daring Dallas into this, hey, we're, they're switching everything just like Dallas does. But then it's like, oh, we're just going to find the mismatch every time and then just ISO it out. It was so much ISO in the first quarter, first half for Dallas. And that was this, and it resulted in some step back threes, some long twos, some, just some bad shots. And you, then you go and look at that third quarter and it's like, hey, what was the difference? You go and look at how many drives they had. Not not all the you know all of them ended in you know buckets at the basket there right in the paint, but it was you get to the paint and then it opens up threes. You know it's hard to really open up guys on the perimeters when you're isoing it out every single time. And for Dallas, is so much of it is driving kick, driving kick, and they just wasn't doing the driving part.
0: And it was just a small thing that you know it's easier to hit a three point shot when the ball's coming from from the basket to you, right? Like, if you're if you're standing looking at the basket and the ball's coming back to you, like, straight on from a drive and kick, than it is from a swing pass where you have to look to your right or the left and then torque your body that way and and hit a three. Like, it's just easier for you to hit a shot that way. And so, yeah. for the Mavs to set up those threes as opposed to the threes they set up in the first half, uh, it was a huge difference. And that was the reason why the Mavericks won that game. They, their defense really ratcheted up in that, and then they ended up getting into the paint and figuring out how to... Um, hit some shots off of that. So, coming up, we we got to talk about Dorian a little bit more because he was just mm. so incredibly important. His yeah. he outplayed Jason Tatum in the second half. That's 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 all I'm going to tease and tell you. We're going to explain why coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you're built different like Dorian Finney Smith, you got to have a Built Bar. I had one today. You had one today. The Ruby Chocolate Puff. Yep. I had the Coconut Brownie Chunk great bar. Delicious. Absolutely great. Check them out at built.com. Use that promo code lock 15. You'll get a 15% off discount for any bar that you buy. They got a white chocolate shamrock bar. I don't think you'll get it in time for St. Patrick's Day, but you could still get it in honor of St. Patrick's Day. It,
1: it won't show up in the second half, but it'll probably get there.
0: <laughs> it'll, it'll it'll find its way to drive to you in that, um, in that second half. <laughs> Churro Puff Bar is also an incredible bar. There's a bunch of good ones. Go check it out. And these bars are not just good tasting. They're good for you. That Ruby Chocolate Puff Bar that Isaac just showed you, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar, in a bar covered in that Ruby Chocolate that's delicious. It's got... Um, it's got those little pieces inside of it. The what is it? What's in the ruby chocolate bar? There's like a, there's like little pieces of something. Chocolate.
1: I know no. chocolate's in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, it's chocolate.
1: And healthy stuff. 100% real chocolate.
0: <laughs> He's like, I just eat them. <laughs> Whatever's in there, it's I'm low like, calories. I don't know what's in it. I don't know what it is. But what it is, it's built different. Built bar. Check them out. Use the promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into this game. And Dorian Finney-Smith was huge. I mean, all respect to Luca and all the things Luca did. We'll talk about him in a minute. But Dorian Finney-Smith was the reason why the Mavs won this game, in my opinion. The way that he played, he had 19 points, four boards, three assists, two steals, a block. He hit four threes. Only took seven of them, but hit four threes. On the second half. And he was guarding Jason Tatum. In in just the second half, if you want to just compare these two guys... Got one guy has been compared to Luka for this entire season, basically. Tatum had four points, couple of assists. He went two of ten from the field, and he was a minus five in the second half. Dorian had 18 points, hit four threes, and was a plus 17 in the second half. Like, that, that, that is not – I'm not trying to tear down Jason Tatum a lot no. in saying this or be like, he's worse than Dorian Finney-Smith. But that he could get outplayed like that, that Dorian could outplay Tatum in that way, says a lot about Dorian Finney-Smith and what he can be.
1: His second half was – Incredible! It's like when you see, yeah. At this point, if you're questioning the Dorian contract, then
0: no, we're uh, done. We're moving I on. You're, you don't. haven't listened to the show, if you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I don't even have time or space or <laughs> desire to. I debate don't you.
0: even have time to talk to you about how that is.
1: It. It's just you know the Dorian contract. It's such a good deal, and you know the guy goes out in the second half, and you. You know, you rallied off his stats there and for the whole game. And 18 of those 19 points were in the second half. Like yeah. all of his threes were in the second half. He played uh, almost 21 minutes in the second half. That's only three minutes he wasn't on the floor in, in the second half of that game. And that's when they made their biggest run. That's when they got back in the game. They took the lead. That's when they won the game. And for him to have his you know his best offensive performance of the game in that second half while guarding a Jason Tatum who had 17 points in the first half and is one of the hottest players, if not the hottest player yeah. in the league right now, to guard him in the second half, which we get. They they brought the double team a lot. They trapped a lot. That was the Maverick's scheme tonight. Yep. But there were different times that there not wasn't a trap, and it was just Dorian. I mean, Dorian picked him up the whole the whole second half, basically. So chased him just, around
0: and threw screens and all that. He is exactly the type
1: of player that every good team is looking for. Like every good team wants a Dorian Finney Smith on their team. And I mean, him knocking down the threes tonight when he had the big dunk coming through the lane, one handed. Like he he's reached a point now to where like you just you have to have him on the floor. Like there's just no. There's no way around it. Like as much as he can play, uh, he's so important to this team. And I just I mean, at this point, it's like how many jerseys do I need to order? I know it's not if I'm going to get a jersey of Dorian. It's
0: how many Dorian's first three years in the league. He played one hundred and eighty three games and he shot 30 percent from three. His last three three years in the league, he's played one hundred and ninety six games and he's shooting 80 or 30, 38 percent from three. Like he is a good shooter now, right? Like it is. Yeah. He may go on little streaks here and there, but he is just a good shooter and a good shooter that can play defense like that is just invaluable for anybody and for the Mavs. Like for those first three years, we were just hoping and waiting. Like remember those, remember those years we would say, if they could just combine, fuse together Dorian and Brokoff, this would just be a perfect <laughs> player and. I, He's kind of there, right? He's, he's he's hitting these shots now. They're not on the move and they're not he's not coming off of screens and hitting shots on like, you know, turn the corner threes or anything like that, but the corner threes that he can hit and if he can hit those credibly, that changes so much for the Mavs. You see when yeah. him and Bullock are hitting corner threes like that, it just changes so much cuz then all of a sudden the defenders, especially defenders for the Celtics, they have to stay home. You have to stay home on those shooters and stay in the corners. And so then that opens it up. For everybody on the top of the key to do some stuff and to do some pick and roll action, you can't double as much because then all of a sudden somebody's open. But if you, you know, if one of those defenders leaves the corner because they don't feel like they, you know, have to defend that guy, then all of a sudden it muddles things up in the, you know, in the paint. And that's why the Mavs can't get in there. But then when you have to stay home on Dorian, then all of a sudden the paint is open and you can just get a driving lane. Now, by the time you get into the lane, the the defender may have left Dorian. But that's when you kick it out to him and he takes a shot and he makes it, right? It all just it all works together on offense and Dorian incredibly hitting shots has been so massive for them.
1: Oh, yeah, big time. Um I cannot switch to Maxi just for a second. Yeah. So, obviously Maxi got obliterated by Jalen Brown. Maxi
0: and... murdered number 12 in his career. <laughs> I mean, he's just been murdered so many times. This guy has this guy has nine lives. <laughs> I just
1: I I mean that was one of the more, more nasty dunks I've I've seen. It was NBA give, game. Credit to, it, give credit
0: to give credit to Jalen Brown.
1: Yeah, and Jalen Brown, I mean, is I feel like we get this question every now and then whenever we do mailbags, it's like, hey, who's the perfect guy you would love to see next to Luca? Jalen Brown's like
0: right there. Like
1: one, two, three, probably top three. He's
0: like if Dorian could score off the dribble. <laughs> like everything <laughs> yeah. we just said about Dorian, if he could score off the dribble and hit jumpers and you know all that. And
1: I like what he's about off the court. Just everything with Jalen yeah. Brown. I love Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. But and that dunk was just nasty in the moment. I'm like, I hate it for Maxi, but it's like, it's what comes with what he does. Like he said, he said it time and time again, like you, you ask him. And I think he was felt a little awkward about it on media day you know, in our interview about the, you know, the, the hoodie with the Clippers and, yeah. you know, with, with Kawhi and them. And like, he knows, he's like, I'm going to jump every time. Like he knows that's what comes with it. Of You're going to get the blocks. You're going to get the awesome defensive plays and hardly anybody's going to talk about it. And then, Every once in a while, you're going to get murdered, and then everybody's going to have fun with it on Twitter and do the RIP tweets and all the graphics, and it's going to be fun for a lot of people, but there's not many people like Maxi that's willing to jump. Most people yeah. are just duck on the head, turn out of the way, and say, hey, cool dunk, bro, in the lane against nobody. He's at least going to jump, and that's why you got to respect it, even though he's going to be on a poster that... I doubt Jalen Brown's going to put it on a hoodie, but I don't think he's at that low level of the Clippers. He
0: may put the, he may put the, he got, he got like, he dapped up KG right after that. Like literally he dunks the ball, he screams looking at the crowd, and then KG stands up and they both like slap hands. He may put that on a hoodie. I mean, that was a cool moment. That was a really cool moment for him. It was KG's jersey retirement night, and he got to, you know, slap five with KG right after that, like while the game was going on. That was a cool moment for him, but.
1: If Dorian dunked on uh, you know a Golden State player and then like tapped up Dirk there like front yeah. row, I would have freaked out. Like it was a really cool moment. And all that I'm not. Yeah, it was just. And then the sweet irony of it that Maxi, the dude, just keeps playing and like he's obviously in such a funk offensively. He has he zero is. confidence right now. I mean, the that dude nice. had. I mean, the closest defender at one point in the fir- fourth quarter, when he caught the ball out on a three point line was like in the paint. And he didn't even like, even think about it. He was just yeah. passing trying to, you know, he, he's so in a funk offensively, but they had to leave him in there. I mean, he played 29 minutes tonight compared to Dwight's 22 because he plays dang good defense. He yep. knows how to write the, you know, he can switch on a Jason Tatum type. He's guarded Jason Tatum before they had, you know, Reggie Bullock and even, you know, Dorian playing as well as he has like Maxi has guarded Tatum at times. So it's just, and then I love the irony of it. Fourth quarter, under two minutes to go. Jalen Brown drives to the basket. Who has a clutch block on Jalen Brown? It's Maxi Klepa, And it's like, the dude just never stops. And it's like, you got obliterated earlier, but now you have a clutch. In one of the biggest plays of the game, you had a clutch block. So I just, I, I love his resiliency. And he didn't have like a great game tonight, but he just keeps fighting.
0: This team is showing that resiliency. And you see when Maxi misses shots and he looks around, and there's times you can even see it on the broadcast when Luca will come up to him and be like, keep shooting, like, just keep putting it up. He'll tell that to Bullock, he'll tell that to other guys. And I think this team, the way that they've been able to come back in some of these games, they have a belief in themselves, and that resonates through all the different aspects of their game, right? Maxi believes, all right, I just got destroyed on a dunk, doesn't matter. I'm going to make the next play, I'm going to make the next, you know, stop, yeah. I'm going to make. Uh, an impact on the next defensive play because I'm just going to keep trying. I'm going to keep taking these threes and eventually maybe someone will go in for Maxi. Uh it's been pretty rough recently. Um over the last 6 7 games he's like 15% from 3. Oh, it's brutal. It's yeah. very bad. It's brutal. but I mean they're hopefully he gets out of this somehow like the next couple of the, the next couple of games he hits a couple of them but um but yeah, this team the resiliency I think is spread throughout everybody and that's how the Mavs have come back and won some at, and win these games that they are are coming back in, but coming up, we got to talk about Luca because Luca had some incredible moments in this game, and he closed right. He closed this game yeah. in a couple different ways, and um, the challenge late in the game against Marcus Smart, the uh, couple of real smart plays that Luca had down the stretch. and We have to talk ha. about how he's he's become on his back. He's be- how he's become. Um, just an incredible closer for the Mavs. Let's talk about him and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. I was looking before the game, and Bet Online had the Mavs as a seven-point underdog against the Celtics team. So if you were, if you Spicy. saw that, me tweet that early, you took the, took the seven points on that. You would have won a bunch of money. So go check it out, Bet Online. They have all kinds of things. The bracket, the bracket is out right now, and you know that Bet Online has everything you need for college basketball. They have all the games set up. Do they even have the brackets ready? I, I mean, they, they just
1: came out right before we hit record. So I
0: think they do. Well, they have Michigan versus Colorado State. That's a game, right?
1: Give me yeah, Colorado Michigan
0: State. A, Michigan just, a two point kidding. underdog against Colorado State. That one's that one's a what? game, right? North North Carolina versus Marquette. UNC is a two and a half point favorite against Marquette. Dude, I think they're playing in Fort Worth. If somebody has a hookup to this game,
1: hit me hit me up now. Why I need to go just this not, game. Why are you and I just not going to that game? I'm sorry. It's, we're in the middle of an ad read. Sorry, BetOnline. we're gonna go to that Net. game,
0: and when we go, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it right with Bet Online. It's not just basketball; they continue to have all your source for uh, sports wagering information needs, live betting, favorite Vegas casino games. Check it all out. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions around the NCAA tournament and more. Bet Online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Nightly recaps, very NBA game with analysis from your local experts, according, including us. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's Locked On Now. All right, Luca. We've gone too long without talking about Luca. We don't talk about Luca. Oh, oh, oh. We don't talk about him enough. 26 points, eight boards, eight assists. Three steals. He had five turnovers. He was struggling in the first half. the mavs were all struggling with turnovers in the first half. Brunson had three just in a row that were brutal. Yeah. For this team. But Luca closing down the stretch, I thought was was huge. Was huge for this Mavs team. And that's sort of it's another way the Mavs have, have won games. They come back, they they're rely on their defense, they hit some threes, and then Luca comes in and, and closes. Hits a couple of buckets. He had six points and two assists in that, in that, um, in that fourth quarter, and both of his shots came on threes, and then Luca knowing knowing that when he fouled Marcus Smart at the end and they called it a foul with with three seconds left, Luca fouls him on a three or they they called it a foul. And him knowing that that wasn't a foul, telling Jason Kidd to challenge it, and then the Mavs having that be called successful that won the game right there.
1: I'm not going to lie. I questioned him in the moment. Well, as soon as I saw the replay, I'm like, of
0: course, because doesn't Luca, Luca say re- replay everything, right? Doesn't he say that all the time? But well, this I was just one, like, Luca,
1: why, you know, you felt his hand. Like, why, why did you, why did you tell him the challenge? And that's obviously me saying that without knowing the context behind it, because he talked to Cassie Hubbard after the game, you know, on ESPN. I was like, Hey, yeah, this, you know, I complain about this all the time, and refs tell me <laughs> that this isn't a foul. And the fact they like that registered, and that's why, you know, and the kid and them are like, yeah, we'll challenge because we hear this all the time too. So impressive, man. I his didn't complaining
0: is not for naught, right? Like his complaining <laughs> ha- like came in handy this time because he knew that those refs, even though the, the refereeing was kind of inconsistent the whole game, they were letting stuff go in the first three quarters and just any, nothing was oh, a foul in the first I three am quarters. I'm so tired of. <laughs> of bigs
1: being able to put their hands on Luca, I am so tired of that. I get like Al Horford. I'm happy that he's playing decent, good basketball right he now. He played well in this game. When he like was bad over the past year or so, it's like, dang, you're like, you aged quick. And he, he did. He played really good this game, but it's like sometimes some of these switches on him, like, yeah, it's hard for Luca to get past these dudes if they're like sticking their arms out. Like the hand check is immediately allowed for some of these bigs on
0: Luca, And it's just becoming a thing that I'm getting really, really frustrated with. And so nothing was a foul the first three quarters, and then the fourth quarter they started tightening it up. And this is both sides too; it wasn't just the a, a the the refs killed the Mavs thing. Uh, it was they tightened it up all around, and like all these things were fouls. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, that's a foul now. That's a foul now. Uh, but Luca Luca knew at the end that he if you hit the if you hit the hand of the player after they've released the foul, that's not a foul. It's called the, like the high five rule. You're allowed to high five a player after the ball leaves their hand. There's all kinds of weird rules about how the, the hand is part of the ball when you're holding the ball, and so I guess when you release the ball from from your hand, you're allowed to hit the person's hand, and if you hit below the wrist, that's a foul. But he since he didn't hit below the wrist, that wasn't a foul, and that's why they were able to get that challenge successful with four seconds left. Marcus Smart's three, you know, uh, obviously didn't he didn't make it, but he didn't get three free throws, and then they get the jump ball, and Luca went to Jason Kidd and said, "I want the jump ball." hamstring or hamstring and all that said I want the jump ball against Robert Williams and not Maxi or somebody else and he went out and obviously he didn't get it but um do you do you think that's leadership from Luca cuz I think we're seeing Luca step up into more of a leadership role this season and I think moments like that is like I got this like I'm going to go do that maybe it's irrational confidence but I yeah, think, no I think moment- it's more of that yeah. <laughs> but moments like that i think it matters <laughs> i think
1: it's more of that i think it's luke is just so confident in who he is and he's like i want it give me that like let's do this and
0: yeah <laughs> but uh, you, about- you want to get behind a guy like that though right a guy that's yeah. just you know that's confident all the time that you you, you can all the can stuff you imagine we said JB about looking oh. at him though like really really like, uh okay. We have to talk about Brunson. Jalen Brunson did not have a great game in this one. Um, he shot six of twelve from the field, had fourteen points, had a couple of assists. He did have three turnovers that were all bad in the first half. Um, but this is another game he got he got kind of taken out of.
1: Yeah, thirty um, right at thirty seven minutes tonight, and um, you know both Dinwiddie and and Dorian scored more points than him, and um, and Luca. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and Luca obviously, but yeah, it's just I'm. You know, now we're re- reaching that point now to where Dinwiddie's been with the team, a, a good chunk of games. To Ten where, games, right? Eleven games. Yeah, it's where now I'm like really starting to try to figure this out, like put an opinion on something. And I'm like, is it is it really affecting Brunson's like role that much? Like, where is Brunson not comfortable? Is he just not being as a, you know aggressive enough? Like, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, he you know he took twelve shots tonight, which is third on the team behind you know Luka and Dinwiddie, but. I don't know. I don't know if my expectations are just too high. I think it's just more of a I feel like we're like in a breaking up in a relationship here. It's more of a me <laughs> thing. And uh not you, Brunson. It's me. And uh I think, yeah, I just there were just times that I was like, I just wanted more from him tonight, but maybe this is just him. Maybe it's the it's the fact that we've heard num- these numbers, these contract numbers thrown out. And it's like, all right, are we already putting the 20 million tag on him to where expectations are going. I think Bibbs, you know, tweeted about this during the game was like, yeah, they expect there's different expectations when a a number like that is, is still out there. I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. And especially since
0: Brunson turned down that contract offer, right? The, the offer, the Dorian offer, the Dorian, the the offer that he could have gotten for the extension. And so now it's like, okay, well he wants big money. Of course, of course he does nothing wrong with that. But now that you have done that, somebody will
1: still give it to him. I I really think that.
0: Yeah. I just wonder. Yeah. And so, the, to the answer to your question, yes, of course, his role has changed. He's playing with Luka and Dinwiddie a lot. They played that three guard lineup a lot in this game. And so now it's not just on Brunson to try and make something happen. They're relying more on ball movement, which is good. It's helping the team win. And they're relying less on Brunson just go get a bucket, just go figure out how to solve the defense and keep the ball the entire possession and go score. And so he's scoring less than that. And I I'm not even gonna say he's not as effective, right? Like he's the Mavs still needed those 14 points. They needed those buckets that he gave them. That he they needed the spacing that he provides because he's gonna hit, you know, he's gonna knock down threes. He's been a good catch and shoot three point shooter this year. They need some of the extra playmaking that he can do, and they they needed all that. And he held his own on defense for the most part. The Celtics didn't hunt him, right? Or when they did, the Mavs were able to throw a double so quick on it that it didn't matter. And so it's not like he hurt them, but he also didn't. He didn't. He he hasn't been the Brunson that we've you know been accustomed to this year so far, which is kind of crazy that now all of a sudden like oh he's not up to our expectations. Where at the beginning of the season, if he had a game like this, we wouldn't have batted we would have we would not like bat an eye at it, right? It's just yeah. the way he's played the last couple of years. But since he's played so well this year, the expectations have been raised, and so now it's kind of eye opening when he doesn't play well.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, Josh Green. I thought Austin Guerrilla had a had a tweet tonight that I wrote down, made a note of. Austin, I'm paraphrasing of it, but Austin said, you know, the fact that Josh Green looks like he belongs out here in a meaningful yeah. game means something. And yeah, like, I mean, I know he was a minus 10 tonight, but he held his own. I mean, he had nine points, but I just thought the minutes that he did give him in the 16 minutes is like, okay, you're not just a yeah, you're not just such a deficient you know on offense that they just can't be out there and i just like some of his play i thought it and once again it feels like a broken record his energy really helped the team.
0: Uh, he's doing well. My son's doing well. <laughs> Josh Green, yeah, Josh Green did he had some good moments. His athleticism stands out on this team. The Mavs need yeah. it. They need somebody that can just get out and run like that. Uh and he's going to ha- he's going to take his lumps. You know, he still is and make mistakes and all that, but he's getting meaningful play in this and that's super important.
1: Yeah. Um, I want to bring something full circle to the bigger, bigger team perspective here. Their defense as a whole tonight is like what, just what they did defensively to Boston. I looked up how how many points Boston averages per game. It's right at one ten. Like that's eighteen points under their average. You know, tonight, like they held him to ninety two points, and it's that's just like, a defensive
0: rating of ninety five point five.
1: Yeah, and it's like they played Insane. so dang good, you know, defense against Tatum. I mean, Jalen Brown, he had a cool dunk, bro, but you had 14 points. And it's yeah. like like the same as Brunson and Jason Tatum in that second half. And it's like what they're doing defensively, the adjustments from Jason, like hats off to Jason Kidd and them. Like And what?
0: sweet Sean Sweeney is screaming his head off. Every play on defense, just yelling out assignments, especially when the Mavs are playing defense in front of their bench. Like he was just up and screaming at everybody in that. Like they're trying their hardest and they are really working on the defensive end.
1: Yeah. And even like you look at the beginning of the game, I feel like they did the whole Bobon trick of they put Luka on Horford. And yeah. what did Boston do? I get it. Horford scored, you know, Coulson first two possessions in a row and Grant Williams is over there doing the too small about Luca and they're all, you know, flexing over there. And it's like, all right, cool. You know what I would, what I will enjoy is if Horford keeps getting the ball in the post and Tatum never touches the ball. Okay. Right. Much rather and, than that. And they actually tried to go back to that some in a third and it wasn't as successful whenever he tried to post up Luca a few times. it's like, that's, that's the mind tricks that, you know, kid, I feel like is playing a little bit. And I, I, you know, them coming out in the third quarter, you know, when they scored 38 points in the first half and then they come out in the third quarter and go back and go down by 13 and Lucas kind of, you know, gimpy with the leg and was like, all right, now it's kind of the turning point. Like, are you going to be in this or is this going to be a blowout because you're on the road and got another game in a couple days and and them, you know, the adjustment to get into the paint to drive and kick what they were doing defensively. I think you have to credit the coaching staff to that. And they just turned around. I I mean, this is one of the, you joked about it on Twitter after the game, about, Hey, is this a good thing? We've gotten this question or this tweet. Yeah. Someone tweets us after
0: every win. Is this the best win? But it's true. They've had so many.
1: They've had a lot. I don't think it's, I don't think it's my favorite one. It's up there because of just where we're at in the season and how good Boston's, you know, been on like, I mean, uh, we like break streaks, you know, like like yep. any hot team out there. It's like, hey, let's play them because I feel like we've played well against it. And Yeah, man, I was just I was so proud of the team. Like <laughs> I was I was so proud even in the first half. That I'm like, dude, we suck on offense. <laughs> and yet we're staying in this game like we're we're playing our butts off on defense. I'm like, I am so proud of you guys right now for staying in this game with your defense.
0: Shouts to Dinwiddie for staying in it too. I think we should we should mention Dinwiddie before we go. And that that late three by Dinwiddie, I was so hyped. I like stood up. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> he hit three of his six threes. He looked rough, but eighteen points, five boards, four assists. I mean, those those points in the fourth quarter mattered that he had. What did he have? He had six points in the in the fourth quarter. Huge, huge, absolutely yeah. massive. Got um, to the line
1: nine free throws for him. He led the team in free throw attempts. Like he's got to sit- get to the rim. Like, it's his thing.
0: Yeah, they, they need that. They need somebody that can get to the rim, that can slash, can finish around some of those bigger guys. And uh, he was able to fill that for them. All right, tomorrow we'll have more for you. We'll have the rest of the week covered. The Mavs play a couple of big games coming up. On Wednesday, they play the Nets. On Friday, they play the Sixers. And those are both on the road. Those are big testing games for the Mavs. Uh, no Kyrie probably in that Wednesday game, but we'll see Harden and Embiid on Friday. Huge games. We'll have post games for you. And uh, thanks for listening to Locked On Mavs and making it your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked On NBA. Jackson Gatlin holding you down today with the three biggest stories in the NBA. He didn't call us, so I guess maybe he doesn't. He doesn't think the Mavs are a big story anymore. What else is bigger than us? <laughs> we did, We were on there last week. Uh, but go check it out. Monday through Friday, Locked On NBA. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Boom.